Hello, and welcome to the Becoming Yourself podcast, where we discuss how to live more authentic lives and how to discover and embody our soul's highest purpose. I'm your host, Angelina Sage. Today, we're going to talk about something that keeps coming up all around me. It's coming up with the people I directly interact with, and I'm also just hearing about it out in the world in general, so it seems relevant enough for me to bring up. And that is the idea of having limiting beliefs about ourselves. This is so important, I cannot overstate it. What we believe about ourselves and our lives, to a large degree, becomes our reality. So I'm not saying that factors beyond our control don't exist because they absolutely do. But going back to this idea of radical self-honesty that we discussed in the last podcast, we need to be careful that we aren't telling ourselves stories that are holding us back. I'm going to speak some truth to you right now. And as you know, truth isn't always pretty, but it is always helpful. So I'll give you a few examples of limiting beliefs that I've heard many people say. Here's one. Successful people had it easier than I did growing up, and that's why they have it better now. Or, I'm not good with people. Or, I'm just not one of those people who is destined to have a lot of money. Or, I know I need to end my relationship or quit my job or start a meditation practice, whatever it is, but it's too hard. Those are common ones that I'm sure we've all heard, and more than likely, most of us have said them ourselves. And here's one that I've had people saying directly to me more times than I can count. I could never do what you've done because you're stronger than me. Honestly, that one makes me crazy, and I hope that when I explain why, it will encourage you. Here's the thing, guys. When you say that, you're making a ton of assumptions about both you and the person you're talking to. First of all, you don't know what that person has faced. You don't know the sacrifices, the hardships, sometimes even the suffering that a person has been through to get to where they are. In my case, people see the transformation that I've undergone and all the sort of shadows that I've clawed my way through but very, very few people had an inside look on what it cost me to do it all. So for someone to say to me that they can't do whatever because they aren't as strong as me, it just drives me nuts because there's an assumption there that I just sailed through those dark years with ease and that couldn't be further from the truth. But I did it because that's how you make progress is by persevering no matter how hard it gets. No one has ever done anything great in life by just giving up when things get tough. I wanted to give up all the time. I wanted, what I wanted was for life to just hit the pause button for a while so that I could rest and catch up and catch my breath and It's really important that you know that I don't think I'm stronger than anyone else. What I am is I'm committed and I'm open. So I'm open to inviting 
changes into my life that God brings my way that will make my life better in the long run, even if those things really suck right now. And I'm committed to taking the path less traveled or blazing new trails if that's necessary. But if you think about that, those things are all choices. I was not born with an extra heaping tablespoon of you know strength or whatever you want to call it. I was a shy, quiet kid. My trailblazing traits have been developed and forged over a long timeline. I've been in seriously codependent relationships. I've been totally and utterly lost in my path in life. I've had a near-death experience. I've battled almost crippling anxiety and depression, but I never gave up. And more than that, I never lost hope. I would have moments of feeling hopeless, definitely, but they were just transient feelings because my actions were not those of someone who truly felt hopeless. I continued going to therapy. I looked for teachers and mentors and energy healers and other people who helped me. They helped me with their patience, their compassion, their kindness, all those things that you might expect, but they also helped me with tough love. Now, in the beginning, it was very healing to just have people witnessing my traumas and my pain and just validating and acknowledging those things. But what I needed after a while was a nice reality check. I remember seeing this one homeopath in the San Francisco Bay Area right after my son was diagnosed with autism. And I had a pretty impressive slew of my own health problems. I only saw her once because what I needed from her looking back wasn't her remedies. In fact, I don't actually remember the remedies helping me, but I needed her words. I needed her presence. I broke down and started crying in her office. We had been talking about my health issues, but then I told her about how my son had been diagnosed about two weeks prior. And her whole demeanor changed, and she was like, oh, honey, no wonder you're such a wreck. We can't overlook this as a contributing factor to what's going on with you physically. And at this point, I told her that I just didn't know how I could keep doing what I was doing. I was way past my breaking point. It had been two and a half years with almost no sleep. And that's not an exaggeration. I mean, really almost no sleep. You know, I had a kid with a serious and possibly lifelong condition. And I had no idea at all when or if those things were ever going to change. And I'll never forget what she said to me. She said, you'll keep doing it because you have to. You are carrying the weight of the world on your shoulders right now, but you have the ability to carry it. So I want you to draw yourself up to your full height and walk out of here like that. Draw yourself up to your full height. That made such an impression on me. It was a few years before things got much better for me, but I needed that interaction so much. She was very compassionate, but she didn't just 
pat my head and say, oh, poor baby. She said, basically, stand up tall and keep marching. And that was the best advice I could have received. Because here's the thing. Even if you're in a situation that you actually do need to change, you can't see the changes you need to make or even the light at the end of the tunnel if your head is down and you're not moving forward. And let's bring this all back to the limiting belief that another person can do something you can't because you perceive that they're stronger than you. All those people who say that to me now would have never said it to me five years ago. I would not have made it on the list of the tough ones. In fact, I would have been the one saying, yeah, well, that person is cut from a different cloth than me, which is why they can do it and I can't. This topic gets me so fired up because it's so hard for me to see people shortchange themselves. And every time you make the excuse that you can't do something that you want to do, that you know in your gut that you need to do, you are shortchanging yourself in a big way. Every time you say you can't do it, whatever it is, you're reinforcing that. You're digging it in deeper and deeper, and it becomes this self-fulfilling prophecy. So to make this a little more concrete, let's use the example of someone saying he's bad with people. Okay, so he can work on it as much as he wants. He can read books, he can practice interacting with strangers, but if he keeps repeating to himself that he's bad with people over and over again, then he will be. And I have to admit, it is crazy how this stuff works, but the human mind is so powerful, and I think that we really underestimate its power to our own detriment. Now here's the deal with letting go of our limiting beliefs. Once we do it, then suddenly we're in full responsibility of ourselves and our lives. And that doesn't sound surprising since we're adults, right? But think about it. Think of how often we blame other people or institutions for the things in our lives that we don't like. Example, I used to get really frustrated when I would go to a conventional doctor and they wouldn't really be able to offer me anything except medications that they hoped would help, a condition that they hadn't actually even been able to diagnose, but it was like a shot in the dark. So then I discovered alternative medicine and this whole other portal opened up to me. And I was like, why did my original doctor not test my B12 levels? Why did he not mention things like adrenal fatigue and leaky gut, things that have clearly been contributing to my health struggles? But eventually I came to realize that although it would be amazing for every doctor to know everything, it's not reality. The medical system in the U.S. is kind of a mess, and most doctors are honestly doing the best they can with what they have. And I am the owner of my body, just as I am the owner of my soul. So I can and should seek out help from people who are trained and specialized in taking care of these incredible things that I've been gifted with. 
But at the end of the day, it is my responsibility to take care of myself, which means I have to do my own research. I have to invest in myself with time to rest and recharge, with money to take classes or buy the herbs I need or whatever it is, whatever the need is. It's my responsibility. Obviously, there are limits. If you need a life-saving surgery, you're not about to take that upon yourself. But one of the things that tends to keep us really attached to our limiting beliefs is that they help us avoid the discomfort of taking action. And even if you aren't yet at the stage of taking action, then at least mentally and emotionally taking responsibility for your own shit is absolutely critical. Now going back a bit, I mentioned that by saying someone else is stronger than you, you're making a lot of assumptions about both you and the other person, right? Well, we've already talked about what you may not know about the other person and their situation. So now let's talk about what you're implying about yourself. It's not very nice. So what I would ask someone who said that to me is, how much have you tested what you're made of? How often in your life have you drawn yourself up to your full height, so to speak, and stepped forward knowing that you could do it, believing that you're strong and capable? It's so natural and normal for people to want to take the easier path. I mean, really, sign me up. I'm not a masochist. But there are so many times in life that it's simply not possible to take the easier path and still move forward. And that is what I'm talking about. Please understand that I'm not suggesting you go looking for trouble or complications in your life. If you are legitimately, honestly content, then that's fantastic. But for those who aren't or for those who just want more, we are here to live full, abundant joyful lives. And I am just asking that you not let a false belief about your own lack of strength or courage hold you back from that. Okay, so what if it's not a false belief? What if your answer to my question is, well, I actually haven't tested my own metal much at all in my life, and I really don't know what I'm made of. Hey, you know what? It is actually possible to be lacking the skill to make brave decisions and take action towards those decisions. Sometimes that's legitimately where people are in their lives, and it's very valuable to know that about yourself so that you don't end up spinning your wheels or staying in a state of frustration. I've been there myself. So if you find yourself in that place then you really do need to seek the assistance of a therapist or a coach to help you learn those tools. Because if you're truly struggling to know where to begin, please reach out for skilled help and don't just flounder. I do not want that for you. I've been there. I don't want it for anyone else. So there's another limiting belief that I want to bring up, which isn't about people at all, but it's about life. It's about God or the universe, or whomever you trust as being in charge of the order of things. It's really hard to feel like you can face life 
like a badass. If you feel that the world is dangerous or an untrustworthy place. And this is a really common belief. I would say it was probably less than two years ago that I began to truly believe that life was not out to get me. And of course, it wasn't anything that conscious. Like I didn't walk around going, oh God, life is out to just get me. But I lived in this constant state of low-grade fear and anxiety where I wasn't really thinking anything per se, but I was just always like looking over my shoulder and and just waiting for the next catastrophe. And there were a lot of reasons for it, but from my perspective as an energy healer, I would want to address that one of the major reasons was because I had this really profound root chakra imbalance. I will probably have to do a podcast more in depth on the chakras at some point, but to keep it really simple, the root chakra is the energy center that is located at the base of our spines, and it's responsible for our primal survival energy. So it's connected to things like family and tribe, and therefore our feelings of safety and security that come from having a human network and is also connected to the literal physical things that keep us alive like food and shelter and knowing that we have a place to run or hide when the saber-toothed tiger is coming our way so my root chakra was severely underactive for nearly all of my life and even today It's the first one that gets rocked if anything happens, which throws me off center. So I had to do a lot of work on it in the form of direct energy healing and the use of specific essential oils that were grounding and aligned with root chakra balance and a bajillion other things. But in the chakra system, since the root chakra is the energy center on which all the others are stacked. If that one is blocked or it's under or overactive or just in some way not functioning properly, then it's very difficult to keep the rest of them balanced. So we can use this relationship of the root chakra being the foundation for the rest of them to say, if you think that life is happening to you rather than for you, if you feel like the other shoe is always about to drop, then honestly, it is damn near impossible to have a foundation on which you can build the belief that you can totally rock your life. So if you only take away one thing from this episode, I would want you to know that this limiting belief that the world is a hostile place is probably the most harmful for you and the one that I would most love for you to be able to shift. Limiting beliefs can affect us in all aspects of life, anything from pretty minor to like massive and then everything in between. Let's look at bucket lists for a moment. Okay, let's say you're past midlife and there's a trip you've always wanted to take but you haven't done it. So maybe your spouse doesn't want to go with you, or maybe money's always tight, or 
I see this a lot where maybe some part of you is judging that desire to be frivolous and unnecessary no matter how badly you want it. Okay, well, we know they call it a bucket list for a reason. Someday, we are all going to die. Now, this may not be pleasant, but if you visualize being in the final days of your life and the fact that you never took that trip is totally heartbreaking then you need to make it happen. It doesn't have to be next month. If you have a lot of responsibilities or, you know, small children or money is a real issue, anything that's complicated like that, then it will take time and it'll also take planning and patience. But please don't tell yourself that it isn't possible. Unless you are in actual destitute poverty which most people are not in the U.S., it is possible with some focus and persistence. Now, even if this particular scenario does not describe you, you can still see how easy it is to convince yourself that something is out of reach. These types of things are very often about priorities. So when you get a little extra cash that you're not expecting, what do you do with it? That's a good insight into the more subconscious workings of your mind. Do you spend it on trivial things? Do you save it? Do you spend it on something you really want? So this isn't meant to be a judgment at all, but it's an interesting exercise to just start being aware of how you treat the resources that you already have, whether that's money or free time or energy. Because if you want that trip, but you never try to save money for it, maybe you don't want it that much. Or maybe you currently have other priorities that are taking precedence, which is also totally fine. Or maybe you just believe you can't have it for some reason. Again, awareness and understanding why you do the things you do is your best friend here. But please remember that your beliefs have a way of coming true or staying true the more often you think them. So on a larger scale, let's talk about lifestyles and careers. I cannot tell you how many people I talk to who are not happy in their current career. Sometimes it's because it isn't making them the kind of money they want, but more often than that, it's because it's too restrictive or it doesn't feel like the correct match for them, or maybe there's something specific in their mind that they'd much rather be doing. Now, this is an even bigger deathbed scenario sort of question because the way you live your day in and day out life is much bigger than whether or not you backpacked across Europe one time or spent a week in Tahiti because the everyday is what makes a life. Your days come together to weave this fabric that is sort of the tapestry upon which your life is built. So this shit is important. Your daily life is everything. If it isn't giving you a feeling of contentment, that doesn't mean like perfectly happy and everything's great. But if the end of every day, 
you don't feel some sense of contentment, then take action. This was one of my personal greatest struggles because I was stuck for many years in a daily life situation that made me absolutely miserable. It was a combination of things that I couldn't control and things I believed I couldn't control. And a lot of the things that I couldn't control then that were contributing to a life I didn't love, a lot of those things are still active today. And at this particular moment in time, I still can't change them. But I've either changed or I'm actively working on changing the things that I realized, hey, I actually can change this. I actually do have a say in it. And honestly, I would venture to bet, just to be totally transparent, that as time goes on, a lot of the things that I am still believing I can't change, I'll probably learn that I can because life is funny that way. But I can speak to this from very direct personal experience. Feeling like you're at the mercy of your external circumstances is one of the worst feelings ever, not only because it actually feels crappy, but also because it means you have no power in that situation, right? And in that case, you have to basically sit around and wait for someone else to fix it, or the situation has to magically fix itself, and neither of those things are remotely likely. So while it is intimidating to accept and assume responsibility for your life being in a state you don't want, it's also extremely empowering and liberating because then you are the one holding the keys. You're not dependent on any other person or system to fix it for you. Now, I want to make a note here that I am not mentioning blame. Blaming yourself and dwelling on your past decisions that you're not proud of is not going to help you. It's really not any better than blaming others. What I'm talking about here isn't an issue of blame at all. It's an issue of being able to just take an honest look and say, I'm here, this is my current reality, and I need to deal with what's in front of me now. So please don't beat yourself up about your past choices. You can learn from them without sitting around and being pissed off at yourself. If you feel mad, that's fine. Let yourself feel it and then let it go. So going back to the bucket list trip, if your spouse doesn't want to go with you, then go with a friend or family member that you you would have fun with. If it's a safe place and you like being alone, you can consider going alone. Troubleshoot it. If there is a business you've always wanted to start, but you can't currently switch careers, consider if it's possible to start a side hustle. Maybe it isn't, but the point here is possibility. Keep an open mind, and if you need help, ask someone who you know to be open-minded, who is trustworthy, and ask them if you're looking at it from all angles. Ask them if they see something that maybe you can't see. That can be really helpful. 
Okay, now take a moment and just breathe if you need to. This might feel overwhelming, but remember that this is often a slow wheel. These shifts in perspective don't happen overnight, so there's no need to put pressure on yourself or feel guilty when you see your old patterns still emerging for you. We are given a lifetime because it often takes a lifetime to learn. You'll probably hear me say that 600 times. And I, of all people, do not want to create more stress for you or more pressure. My intention here is to present a different perspective and also to empower you to know that you have options and that your life isn't as fixed as you may currently believe. Now, this seems like a good time to run through some things that may be tripping you up if you're wanting to create positive change in your life, but you're in a tough spot. So let's try to shine some light in there. There are scenarios that people are sometimes in that are very complex, and I'm not addressing those here because this is a podcast This is not intended for people who need to be working directly with a professional to sort out things of that nature. But if that's not you, and we're just talking about typical stuff that that comes up for people in life, here are some questions to ask yourself. I have used many of these myself, and I continue to use many of these myself. So let's start with time. If time is the issue that you feel is holding you back, ask yourself, how much time do you spend doing things you don't want to do just out of a sense of obligation to other people? How much time do you spend in distraction mode? Remember from the last episode, distraction mode is a very effective way of just eating up time that could be used in service of accomplishing something important to you. How much time do you spend worrying about what other people might think or say if you rock the boat of your own life and do something out of the ordinary? How much time do you spend worrying, period? Worrying is quite possibly the least effective use of time ever. And I know that because I've wasted about 6 million hours doing it. Okay, so now for money. If money is the issue that you feel is holding you back, ask yourself, do you feel that you are being fairly compensated for your work? Do you feel that the work you do is somehow in alignment with you? This can be from a spiritual perspective, like I'm on the path of my soul career, or it can just be that making money is your primary need at the moment. Either one of those things. Does money tend to burn a hole in your pocket? Do you have a good relationship with money in general? Meaning, do you see it as abundant or do you see it as scarce? Do you hold the belief that people who have a lot of money are somehow greedy or immoral? Do you believe that you are one of the people who can be financially abundant in your life? Are you willing to try something new in order to have a more financially healthy life? 
I think that money could be its own podcast because money blocks and hangups are just prevalent everywhere. And I am definitely still working on my own money blocks. They ran pretty deep for me. So that's still one of my personal works in progress. Now, finally, let's move on to energy. If energy is the issue that you feel is holding you back, ask yourself, how many relationships do you have that are one-sided? With everything in life, there needs to be equal exchange. So any relationship that is heavily unbalanced in this way will be a big drain on your energy. Do you ever exercise when your body is telling you it needs to rest? Or do you ever do a hard workout when your body is telling you it needs something more gentle? Do you stay up late or wake up early in order to get more stuff done at the expense of the sleep that you need? Remember that anything less than seven hours is simply not enough for most people. Do you eat a lot of sugar or junk food? Do you skip meals? When you feel anxious or overwhelmed, do you ignore it and push through it? Or do you slow down and listen to what your body and your intuition are telling you? All of these things can really affect how much energy you have to work with. Now, in full disclosure, I have been in the position where similar ideas were offered to me as potential problem-solving exercises in the past, and I honestly just kept coming up with more excuses. I didn't believe they were excuses. I honestly thought that they were just totally unchangeable realities of my life. But let's say that's coming up for you right now. Maybe you feel that none of the things I just said are things you can change. I would offer that somewhere deep in a corner of your soul, you probably don't fully believe your own limiting beliefs. Why? Well, because you're bothering to seek out solutions and alternatives. You're taking your time to listen to a podcast that is all about being true to yourself and crafting the life that your soul is searching for. So hold on to that piece of you, no matter how big or small it is, that doesn't believe your story of limitation. Keep that close to you. I will tell you something else that helped me a ton in taking the power out of my own limiting beliefs, and that was just taking direct action. So you might notice that I am going to be harping on this idea over and over again, and it's because there is immense power here. People need feedback from the outer world that things are possible. If you are stuck in a loop of believing your limiting beliefs and you never take actions that challenge those beliefs, then there's never an opportunity to realize that they might not be true. It's only when you make a move that you can see what is actually true. And there is a delicate balance here between giving yourself time to become comfortable with what may be a really different way of viewing yourself and viewing your life and letting yourself get too comfortable. So only you can know 
when the right time is to try something new and test the waters. But continue practicing radical honesty with yourself, and that is the best way to not get tripped up and to be sure that you are taking action at the right moment. Okay, so limiting beliefs. Take note of which of your personal limiting beliefs have come up for you and take a moment to write them down. Writing them down or speaking them out loud to another person is really powerful because it makes it more difficult to forget or ignore down the road. If you write it down in a journal or just on a piece of paper, then you'll likely see it later and be reminded. If you say them to a trusted person, then that person may check in with you. And again, it will remind you. If you're looking for some sort of accountability, then I would definitely recommend doing one of those things so that you don't just forget about it. Because it's so easy when you're in the moment to acknowledge those difficult things that need attention in your life. But it's just as easy to dismiss it as impossible or unrealistic when life picks back up. So this is where accountability can come in and be very helpful. The last point that I want to make here is that, as I've alluded to before, I truly believe that we are all born with a very unique purpose that only we can fulfill. So it could be high profile or it could be only affecting the people in your inner circle. It doesn't really matter. What matters is that you find it and you do it. For me, studying evolutionary astrology and Ayurveda have both helped me a ton in grasping this concept and how it looks to actually put it into practice. But I want to offer you this as a thought experiment for this idea. Think of some of the biggest cultural influencers and the heavy hitters of both our time and also historically. So I'm talking, you know, professional athletes, authors, actors, artists, and other public figures that have really changed the way we view the world and the way we experience life. So people coming to my mind are like, a Jesus, okay? Jesus of Nazareth, the Buddha, Queen Elizabeth I, Michael Jordan, Michael Jackson, Whitney Houston, Martin Luther King. I mean, the list goes on. So regardless of how you feel about these people, we can all agree that they have changed history or at the very least, they've changed the way we perceive whatever field they were active in. So What if these people had listened to their limiting beliefs? What if they had listened to their naysayers? Can you imagine if Martin Luther King was like, yeah, I should probably just sit down and uh, accept things the way they are. I mean, really, can you imagine? That man changed the whole freaking world, not just the U.S., so don't think for a second that they didn't have tons of naysayers. Absolutely, they had tons of people dogging them. In fact, usually the more influential you are, the more naysayers you have. 
And please don't think that because these people became wildly successful or influential or whatever their particular gift to the world was, that all they had were cheerleaders along the way. No, they had to grapple with their own inner critic just like we do, and they had to silence it so much more than most of us will ever need to do. They didn't believe their own bullshit story of perceived limitations. They knew their purpose in this world and they did it. Be inspired by this. Some of us have people in our own families or friendship circles who overcame tremendous hardship to become the incredible person we know them as. Maybe they never made headlines or history, but they were larger than life in their own way. And Of course, we could list many of the things that all these people have in common, like tenacity, dedication, drive, perseverance. I mean, there's so many traits, but they all had in common the fact that they had to act despite their limiting beliefs and they had to break through them. People have gotten out of wheelchairs that every doctor told them they would never get out of. This stuff happens. The key here is to know that we all have those capabilities. They are not superhuman abilities. They are human abilities. So what I would like to leave you with is the invitation to question everything that you believe is not possible for you. And remember, this is a process you will have to weed through a lot of things. This might include realizing that you don't actually want all the things you think you want. Maybe that bucket list trip isn't as important as you thought, but perhaps thinking about it clarified for you what actually is going to move the needle for you. This process might include coming to terms with the things that might actually not be possible for you. I didn't talk about this earlier because it's usually pretty obvious, like if you want to be a professional singer but you can't really sing, or if you want to go to the Olympics and you're 70, things like that. But most people's deepest soul desires don't fall in that realm. So if they do, then of course you'll need to reckon with them and eventually let them go. But for everything else, when all the reasons pop up in your head or when they come from the mouth of another person that you can't achieve those things, try to filter through with a lens that is more curious and less damning. So I would love to hear from you. Which limiting beliefs are you struggling against right now? Which things are inspiring you at the moment that you're starting to feel like might actually be accessible to you. I welcome feedback so that we can keep this conversation going. And if you'd like to work one-on-one with me for more personalized and specific help, please visit my website, angelinasagehealing.com, where you can book a session with me. As always, thank you so much for hanging out with me today, for showing up for yourself, And I will talk to you next Friday.